this is episode 8 of season 3 of the game theory explained podcast and today we continue our discussion with professor robert omen on the research behind his nobel prize and his advice to people undertaking this field and research in general The Nobel Prize you won in economics in two thousand and five. Um, what what research uh, or what contributions did you make for that? Well, they cited several things, and one was the uh, one was the uh, uh, contribution I made to what's called interactive epistemology, the theory of knowledge. Okay, and the idea of common knowledge uh, and the implications of common knowledge. Uh, that was uh, in um, they cited that work. Which is work I did in the mid seventies, okay, mid nineteen seventies. But what was they cited most prominently was work that I did in the late nineteen fifties, okay, and actually it was published in nineteen fifty nine, and this was a, a work on um, ongoing interaction, okay. Like you, you uh, interact. Games are interactions, really. We call them games, but we're talking about serious things about interaction. Uh, we talk about uh, interacting with somebody else. Let's say repeatedly. It's a repeated game. We interact with them repeatedly, and that changes the. Uh, That changes the way we behave. Okay, we uh, uh, if if we're involved in a one once time transaction, we behave differently than when we are involved in a uh, in a transaction that is going to be uh, repeated again and again. Uh, you are. More forthcoming in a repeated game. You are more cooperative. You tend to be more cooperative in a repeated game than in a uh, than in a one-shot game. Okay, so uh, um, let me give an example. Uh, if you are traveling someplace, yes, uh, uh, and uh, you go into a store uh, and uh, You, you know, you you can be, especially if it's in a foreign country, you can be a little um, suspicious, okay, about the merchandise you get, or or, or about the price you have to pay, or something like that. Uh, but if you are if if you go to a store in your hometown, or let's say a grocery store. You go every day to buy milk or cheese or whatever. Yeah, uh, then uh, the you are liable to be more cooperative. The, the store owner will not uh, give you merchandise that is um, 
that is not 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 good merchandise here it's not fresh let's say uh, and also if you say to him i'll pay you tomorrow tomorrow today i don't have enough money in my pocket i'll pay then he'll trust you okay it's fine so it's 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 uh, it's uh, it's a two-way street okay uh, and uh, and that is when you uh, do transactions with the same person again and again, a repeated game, okay? Uh, and in a repeated game, uh, people get to know each other and to trust each other and so on. But the, the, uh, the contribution I made there is to show how cooperation arises from a strictly selfish viewpoint. In other words, to see how uh, the cooperative uh, mode of behavior is actually an equilibrium of the repeated game. It may not be an equilibrium of the one-shot game, but it's an equilibrium of the repeated game. And uh, that it's, it's not a matter of, um, you know, liking your grocer or your neighborhood grocer or, or, or uh, uh, being on good terms with him. That is not the point. Uh, the point is that he wants you to come back to him tomorrow. And you want to, you, if you owe him money, you'll pay because you want to be able to get credit from him again in the future, okay? So, so there's a, there is a, 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 one might say a selfish uh, um, reason for cooperating. Or it's not just that you, you're a jolly good fellow or something like that. So that, I think that 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 insight, uh, which is a, was actually my first contribution to game theory, my, the very first one, it was published in 1959, and that is what they emphasized in uh, in the um, Nobel Prize citation. Right. Right. On a similar note, um, we you've been in this field for 60 years and you've seen it change and you've seen it grow. Uh, where do you see it in the future? Uh, okay, I, that question I get asked also. Uh, are you, do you know a little French, uh, French language or not? I, I, will, I will sing a song that is, uh, the first few words are in French, uh, but the rest of the words are in English. And the song is, Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be, the future's not ours to see, Que sera, sera. Uh, when I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what lies ahead? Will I be? Uh, will I be uh, happy? Will I be rich? Uh, here's what my mother said: Que sera, sera, 
whatever will be, will be. The future is not ours to see. Kesera, sera. Kesera means uh, what will be. Sera is, uh, um, will be, yes. Ke is what. So kesera is what will be. <laughs> okay, I don't know what will be. And usually people who tell the future, they're all wrong. <laughs> yes, they're always wrong. So, uh, I, but still, I'll try to answer your question. I think the the uh, the impact of of computer computers, yes, is uh, is going to have a big impact on on game theory. But maybe that's also wrong. I don't know. So coming back to the present, um, since we don't really know about the future, are you still involved in the field? Do you still teach or? Um, no, I, I don't teach. I retired from teaching 20 years ago. I did give a course in, uh, uh, as a volunteer for two years. I gave a course in game theory in the university in something that was called the basic notions, okay? Uh, uh, so a general education for uh, not for mathematical uh, students, but for, for uh, students of the humanities. Uh, um, uh, and so I gave a course in game theory, but actually, but that was also about 10 years ago already. So uh, nowadays I don't uh, uh, teach in a regular courses, but I do give a lot of lectures, yes. A lot of lectures and uh, um, and a lot of interviews like this one, okay? And uh, um, so, uh, so I have, I had doctoral students. My last doctoral student, uh, I said, I retired in 1970 from, in 2000. Not 1970. I retired in 2000 from teaching, but my last doctoral student uh, got his degree in 2016. Okay, so I had three uh, three doctoral students who finished after I uh, after I retired from teaching, and um, uh, I still. Uh, I still give seminars and and interviews and uh, and um, uh, that's that's it and and uh, I do research also yes I do research uh, uh, from all of your experience many many years of being an academic is there any advice or any learning you would want to pass on to others who are interested in this field? I think I have one piece of advice for all young people, whether they're in game theory or in mathematics or in anything. And that piece of advice is do what you like, okay? What you like to do, do that. Don't see, don't ask yourself uh, whether it's going to be lucrative in the future. Don't, uh, uh, don't do what your parents tell you or your teachers, okay? Ask yourself, what is it that I like? What is it that interests me? 
And if it interests you, then you'll do it well, okay? That's the reason. And the most important thing in life is whatever you do, do it well, okay? Uh, be successful, do it well. Uh, uh, and, and to do it well, you have to like it, okay? So, so that, is, uh, that is my advice. This was it for episode 8 of season 3 of the Game Theory Explained podcast and on next week's episode Professor Omen will be discussing nuclear weapons and world peace.